Hi, and welcome to the 24th episode of the Voice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Matt Sabolsky. Before we get started today with our guest, a quick word from our sponsor, HAL 9000 Skynet or your EMR. Which has done more harm to the world? One really only imperiled a few astronauts, one tried to take over the world itself, and the other was in the Terminator franchise and was really unpleasant. Okay, so EMR didn't really try to take over the world, just the healthcare world, and the results have been, well, unpleasant. We've all seen the studies on burnout and the role EMRs play. What are the real causes? What can we do about it? Don't suffer burnout by a thousand clicks. Read Suki's paper on the causes and solutions to physician burnout. Go to get.suki.ai. That's get.suki.ai to download. And now, to our show. Today, we've got a really special guest from Teladoc Health, Dr. Lewis Levy. Dr. Lewis Levy provides medical leadership for Teladoc Health's global network of physicians and oversees the company's leading clinical quality initiatives. He's a steward to the company's global medical advisory boards and is responsible for assuring best-in-class medical standards are met across all clinical areas. I'm joined today by my co-host, Reed McClellan. Say hi, Reed. Hello, everybody. It's great to be here with you guys today. As you know, Dr. McClellan is CEO of Asclepius, an AI software company offering solutions across the globe. And I'm Matt Sabolsky, the founder of a company called Ionia Healthcare Consulting and a behavioral scientist. At this time, would like to introduce Dr. Lou Levy to the show. Thanks for being here, Lou. Uh, great to be here. Thanks again, Matt. I really appreciate the opportunity. Oh, man, it's so great to have you. It was also great having you at the Voice of Healthcare Summits at Harvard Med School, where I got to talk to you many times about Teladoc Health and your initiatives, your strategy, and your technology. Um, if you don't mind, Lou, why don't you intro yourself briefly and then tell us a little bit about what Teladoc is doing, and we'll start off the conversation there. Great. So, I'm Lou Levy. I'm the Chief Medical Officer for Teladoc Health, and as you mentioned, uh, responsible overall for the clinical quality of the services that we provide. Uh, we're a global company, and what we are currently delivering is a comprehensive virtual care solution to our clients around the world. And what that means is that we tackle both the simple stuff in medicine, coughs, colds, urinary tract infections, as well as uh, situations of considerably greater medical complexity. In this virtual care suite, we expect in the U.S. alone to be doing over 4 million visits this year. So it's been a really great opportunity to learn what it takes to deliver virtual care at scale globally. In terms of my background, uh, I spent the first 20 years of my career as a full-time internal medicine doctor in the Boston area and teaching over at Harvard Medical School and in the internal medicine residency program at the Brigham and Women's Hospital. 
Uh, currently, again, I'm serving in the role as the CMO for Teladoc. Wonderful. Um, thanks for joining us. Um, you know, I have lots of questions for you, and I think Dr. McClellan does too. Um, you know, you mentioned how many visits Teladoc was offering over the last year. Um, is that an increase from before? Um, and where are you guys planning to expand and why? Absolutely. So what we are finding is that there is a growing change in terms of the consumer mentality. So if you look at the growth in our visit rate, it's exceeding our growth in membership, meaning that the folks that have access to our services are using these services in ever greater frequency. In our behavioral health product, for instance, we're almost at four times our visit volume year over year from last year. So much greater acceptance. I think in the past, people very much had an attitude, I have a medical problem, who do I need to go see? And increasingly, individuals are understanding that there can often be a solution that brings the care to the patient rather than the patient having to go and seek the care in a brick-and-mortar setting. So recently I came across an article um, on Teladoc with the title, What's Not to Love About Being in Virtual Healthcare? Maybe you could comment a little bit about the experience that you hope to create for patients, as well as what safety and quality measurements do you, as a clinician, hope to focus on through Teladoc's solution? So I do believe that just like you know, 10 or 20 years ago when folks began exploring what it meant to be uh, devoting one's career to hospital medicine and we had that growing definition of the hospitalist, actually the physician that coined that phrase, Dr. Bob Wachter, uh, who's the current chair of the Department of Medicine at UCSF, recently joined our medical advisory board. But I do believe that uh, there will be, in the years ahead, a growing field of medicine known as virtual care, and that we will have virtualists, and virtualists will have outstanding website manner, if you will, that ability to connect with patients in a highly personal way, and then be able to offer that individual a whole range of services, meaning that if that person, for instance, needs an expert medical opinion, that virtualist can achieve that. Or if they need a type of referral to some type of specific expertise, again, the virtualist can care for that individual. Increasingly from our clients, we're getting a strong interest in virtual primary care. So this is an area that we believe is very ripe for development right now. Uh, so no longer does it mean that your interaction with your virtual doctor is that episodic interaction. But increasingly, I do believe that there's a number of individuals who have a variety of chronic conditions, diabetes, hypercholesterolemia, hypertension, that really lend themselves 
to a longitudinal relationship with a clinical care team, and all of this can be done virtually. What about quality and safety? What are you looking for? What are you tracking with these teams and Teladoc Solution? So we believe that at the end of the day, clinical quality is really what differentiates Teladoc Health uh, in the market today. And so we take clinical quality quite, quite seriously. Actually, uh, Dr. Bill Frist uh, uh, is uh, on our board of directors, and he chairs up our quality and safety subcommittee. And I would say that my job is a pretty easy job because when coming to that committee and having various ideas in terms of how we can move the quality needle, I feel as though the quality and safety committee at Teladoc Health is a highly receptive audience for initiatives in these areas. So what are these, some of these initiatives? One, our current general medicine program does see a tremendous amount of individuals who are suffering from upper respiratory illnesses. As you know, there's a rampant overprescribing of antibiotics, uh, and one initiative that we've been very, very focused on is antibiotic stewardship. We're very happy to report that we're currently working on a ARC grant uh, with some researchers from the University of Southern California just around antibiotic stewardship. We do believe that we're currently tracking a bit better than brick and mortar in terms of uh, not over-prescribing antibiotics, and yet we also feel as though there's always room to grow. Uh, We also feel as though there's an overuse of steroids uh, being utilized for individuals who have a variety of upper respiratory complaints. So using uh, steroids indiscriminately is obviously not good for the patient. So this is another parameter that we're very carefully monitoring. And then as you might imagine, uh, we look very carefully at our providers' NPS scores, that member satisfaction, we look at complaint rates, we look at visit time, we look at visit volume, uh, and ultimately what we have created for our clinicians is a dashboard because we do believe getting feedback on how you're doing and how you're doing relative to your peers is a very important way that we can drive clinical quality. on our expert medical services, we have a whole host of parameters that we're routinely tracking. Changes in diagnosis, changes in treatment, again, the member satisfaction being the hallmark of uh, really trying to deliver care that is meaningful to the individual at the time that they're reaching out for care from Teladoc Health. I, I love the website uh, care and uh, as you as you mentioned when you were speaking about the virtual healthcare physician and um, I've never heard that before. I, I believe a lot of our listeners when they hear virtual healthcare, they are going to think that there's additional technologies in play other than what is at the normal uh, brick and mortar clinician's office, if you will. Could you discuss with us a little bit about the technologies you all are using at Teladoc Health? Sure. So uh, I'd say that at its 
simplest, we really feel as though we want technology to be deployed in a way that enhances clinical quality. So uh, we do have the capabilities to integrate uh, with Tido Care, for instance, which is a way that uh, one can uh, uh, listen to someone's uh, chest and look at their ear, uh, but we don't want these to be uh, gating uh, uh, obstacles. Um, so if the issue of the individual can be resolved with a simple phone call, we will do that. Uh, if the individual uh, requires a video consultation, of course we do that uh, uh, with a high degree of uh, frequency. Uh, we also are always looking for digital therapeutics and other ways in which we can deploy technology to enhance clinical quality. But it's not the other way around. So we're not looking to just put, if you will, sizzle into our program through integrating devices and technologies that at the, in the end result are not meaningful in terms of driving meaningful clinical outcomes. That's great. So we're not, we're not adding tech just to have more technology in play. I, I think we can all appreciate that. You mentioned that one of the largest growing areas is primary care and chronic diseases, which is so important. Uh, a lot of times a diabetic uh, doesn't necessarily need to go in to see the clinician in person every week or every month. So when I, if, if I'm a diabetic, do I have the same doctor each time or do I uh, simply have a teledoc health physician each time I reach out to them? Right. So, uh, again, we are just uh, beginning to dip our toe, if you will, into the waters of virtual primary care, but I think it is all centered around an individual's care team. So it would be a physician, it would be some type of advanced practice clinician, be it a nurse practitioner or a physician assistant, it would be a medical assistant, and this would be the care team that would be connected with the individual uh, seeking uh, care. But it wouldn't be the general network of general medicine providers. Uh, we really feel as though that personal care team will be key uh, in terms of the success of the program. Yeah, Lou, I think um, that's a great point. I, I like to highlight you know, care team management and personalized care as much as I can. I think um, the clinicians that I've worked with over the years and the literature all state that the healing process and maintaining wellness health come from a community. So creating that upfront and being part of the plan is huge, no matter how high tech the solution might be. A little bit of a right. shift. And you had, yeah, right. I mean, obviously, I don't think either one of you on this call would disagree with that. I'm pretty sure our listeners would applaud that as well. Um, and yeah. if, if they're not, if but they're one not, point then... that I, yeah, one point that I did want to make is that what we're trying to create in terms of our virtual primary care offering is much more than uh, instead of seeing me <clears throat> in the office on Brookline Avenue, we can have a Skype call and uh, we can resolve your issue without you needing to come in and park and go through all that inconvenience. 
I do believe that virtual primary care can uh, achieve a higher level of clinical outcome through the successful uh, deployment of uh, data analytics so that this program can be specifically targeted to individuals that we know will take full advantage, digital therapeutics, remote patient monitoring, AI, and a lot of other resources that frankly are not available to the general internist practicing in the office setting. So that if one can, if you will, not only be prescribing medications, but also be prescribing digital tools that will help drive the individual to a greater state of wellness, I think you can begin to see how virtual care can, in some instances, exceed what is traditionally available through your routine primary care in a brick-and-mortar setting. Yeah, that what you just said strikes to the heart of a lot of issues. And I think, Lou, you might also agree, and I think Reed and I have talked about this before, there's a lot of rhetoric about using analytics and using all kinds of solutions sort of in a synthesized manner to optimize the care someone might get, the amount of touches they can have, and the benefit they have long-term. Reed had mentioned to me earlier about this particular topic, but I think, Reed, you wanted to make a comment on that as well, didn't you? Well, yes, Matt. Actually, I, I would love to hear from Lou on what type of AI technologies um, Teladoc Health is implementing. And I, I mean, I think we both agree with you completely that individual doctor uh, in the brick and mortar on Brookline doesn't have the same capabilities that an entire network of Teladoc Health do. So could you uh, describe a little bit more what, what AI you're enforcing right now and what you see on the horizon? Sure. So the AI that we have right now is really, you can think of it as navigational AI. So on the front end, as an individual accesses our services through the app, we have integrated some AI that basically allows the individual to quickly locate the services within Teladoc Health that most meet their current medical needs. So rather than presenting you with these are the 50 things we do, the idea here is that after answering a few short questions, we're quickly navigating you to those Teladoc Health services that best meet your needs. In terms of the future, I think that one very exciting area is that we recently got the status of uh, becoming a, having a Patient Safety Organization, or PSO. And what the PSO enables us to do now is begin to explore, and as you might imagine, with doing uh, over 4 million visits this year, wouldn't it be nice to know what types of provider behaviors track most closely to superior clinical outcomes? Wouldn't it be nice to know what types of provider behaviors track most closely to the highest levels of member satisfaction. Uh, And it can be often simple stuff, you know, as simple as the difference between a provider ending a visit by saying, um, before we wrap up, do you have any questions for me, Uh, versus another way of getting at that, 
which is, before we wrap up, tell me what your questions are. Uh, that second way of asking the question has a much higher level of member satisfaction because it's very clear to the patient that the provider really wants those questions and is not sort of trying to blow the patient off or quickly move on to the next visit. So I do believe that there's a lot of other signals, and I think we're just really at the very, very early stages of this journey. Now, that's, Lou, that's fascinating, the idea that you would be giving a focus of provider behavior and its impact on the patient longitudinally. I think having sort of that bi-directional, hey, patient, here's what you're doing and how we observe it. And by the way, provider, here's what you are also doing and how it's affecting your body of patients based on condition or age or gender um, it's pretty important use and also influential use of statistics, I'd say. Now, in regards to that, you've had, I think, in the second quarter of this year, if I'm not mistaken, a 70% jump in virtual visits year over year. Is that correct? I would have to refer you to our marketing department for the exact numbers in terms of year over year growth, but it has been pretty dramatic. Yeah, dramatic. And what I'm understanding from what you've told me prior to this, as well as my own research on Teladoc Health, um, a big chunk of that has been behavioral health virtual visits. So what is your vision as a clinician on how what you just told me about utilizing these analytics on behavior could be instituted and you know, affected upon patients utilizing virtual care visits for behavioral health? Right. So I, I do believe that... Uh what we are knitting together is, again, a more comprehensive virtual care solution. So uh, the way in which we can extend uh, our utilization of behavioral health services is through increasingly creative uh, modes of engagement. So for instance, uh, if an individual is calling up for a general medicine visit, there can be a depression screener offered if that individual also has access to our behavioral health services. So we can basically knit together some screening for depression and other disorders into our general medicine uh, program. We can also engage individuals through digital therapeutics. So there are a number of apps out there that really enable individuals to get to that higher state of wellness and better control over their anxiety disorders, over their depression. But again, I do believe that the clinicians that are rendering the service are often in the best situation to essentially prescribe these digital therapeutics to basically enhance the care that the, our individuals who are seeking behavioral health services can really afford really the tailored solution for their unique situation. I think it's pretty fascinating that, you know, Teladoc Health would work with segueing patients into other digital apps to help them with um, anxiety, depression, especially knowing that anxiety and depression is probably the number one mental health issue that I know, at least in the West, people are dealing with. Is there a particular anxiety or depression app that you have seen that you think really makes an impact, just out of curiosity? 
We're looking at all of them. So actually, uh, we recently uh, hired a new VP of our Behavioral Health Services, actually a former chief resident from MGH, uh, Dr. Gustavo Kinris. Uh, and we're very happy to have uh, Dr. Kinris come on board. Uh, he's run a number of clinical trials at MGH, and he will be exploring with us a number of these technologies. How do I become a Teladoc Health patient? Right. So um, we do have a, a behavioral health division of the company called BetterHelp, and BetterHelp is a direct to consumer offering so individuals can simply sign up for better help. In terms of the full suite of uh, virtual care services, that is more of a subscription model today. So this is offered by um, Aetna, UHC, a number of blues plans, a number of employers, both large and small. Uh, we have over uh, 1,200 clients to date, uh, and many individuals, their first step should just be check with their HR department because perhaps they already have Teladoc Health today. That's great information, and I'm hoping that the people listening uh, will share that with others um, who might be in need uh, or who are curious. Now, Lou, I've got a question that's going to seem somewhat rudimentary to you considering we're this far along in the conversation, but a lot of consumers and a lot of listeners are going to hear Teladoc Health, and they're going to think phone, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, the solutions you have are beyond that. Uh, would you care to take a couple of minutes to talk about the interfaces you utilize with Teladoc Health to get the impacts that you're hoping to see with your patient base? Sure. So um, we do offer uh, phone conversations, uh, obviously. Um, uh, we are also uh, offer our services through uh, the web, uh, the mobile web, uh, the app uh, in terms of the service, and all our platforms uh, support a video uh, consultation, and we have found an increasing utilization of individuals who really would like that video connection uh, with uh, their provider. Uh, but we really believe that it's all about access. So if an individual is in a situation where a video call would be difficult, perhaps they're just calling in for a medication refill, we don't really feel as though the video is necessary for uh, quality uh, assessment uh, and resolution of the member's concern. We don't insist upon it. Um, however, if either the clinician or the patient thinks that that video connection is going to be critical, we always make that available. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot here, little Lou. Uh, keep in mind, we've got thousands of people listening. And before I close, I just wanted to give you the mic one more time for any sort of closing commentary or takeaways that you would hope that the audience could learn from Teladoc or even about your vision for virtual healthcare and its future in the, in the globe and the United States. Any last thoughts? Thanks so much, Matt. So in closing, Teladoc Health is a mission-driven 
company. We're on a mission to transform the health that individuals are receiving globally. And we do believe that the key to transforming healthcare in the virtual setting is by offering a comprehensive suite of virtual care services. That being said, as we grow and as we develop into new areas, it is always with the backstop of superior medical quality. So we don't believe that this is all a question of simple connection, connection to a provider. It is a connection to the highest level of medical quality in terms of the care that one receives. And we are always striving as we deliver our services to make it personal, to make it real, to meet individuals where they are so that individuals can not only have a superior clinical outcome, but also have a delightful outcome in terms of truly feeling cared for by their clinician at Teladoc Health. Lou Levy of Teladoc Health, we appreciate your time and conversation today. Oh, it's really been my pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity. This is great. This has been the Voice of Healthcare podcast. We'll see you next time.